0: To to be a mass marketing mastermind, take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Ah! Welcome the hosts of Inbox, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondi, Fab Fondi J, John Fondi.
1: Hey, it is John Fondy. Thank you so much for that applause. It is really, once again, great to be on the show here for Inbox. Of course, where else would you want to send it? Um, but we've got a great show coming up here, and uh, before we get into the show, I want to take you guys to a very special website. Go to inbox. that's I-N-B-O-X-E-D, radio.com. Go to Inboxradio.com and you'll see our website there, and... Uh, the one thing that you're going to want to do is go to that website because there is a uh, chat room there, so you can actually take information and, and, uh, and ask us questions. We'll monitor that and answer your questions right on the air. But you can also look at the show archives of the first four shows that we had, our first show aired back on July 8th, and uh, some of, the, some of the, the topics we talked about as well as what we've talked about on the previous shows. For those of you that have just joined us, um, for those of you that have just joined us here in the studio, um, we get our on air light on here in the studio so we know what we're doing of course we're broadcasting here from our lovely studios in Las Vegas Nevada but uh on our previous show we had talked about uh we did a review of third party emailers we also did best practices for emailing recipients we also talked about what is the best format text image or html and uh and we discussed those so you can go to our inboxedradio.com and uh, you can go ahead and see what's on the show today. Also, you can jump into that chat room and ask some questions. We'll answer those questions right here on the air as well. So uh, we've got a couple of great guests that are going to be on the show with us. Bennett Kelly, who normally is on our show, isn't going to be on the show today because he's got some litigation stuff that he's taking care of. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more about him and what he does in the industry and some of the things that he's been following. And, again, this is, of course, uh, the big fat boo, uh, <laughs> Fab Fondi J, and uh, with me also in the studio today is uh, making a house call Here is the doctor, Dr. Delivery, Adam Young. How are you, doctor?
2: I am awesome, John. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> well, I tell you, you've got things heated up in the emergency room of uh, the Internet here, and we're going to go ahead and cure some people. We're going to also let some people know that they're destined to die on the table if they keep doing what they're saying. But as always, if it's an emergency, the doctor... We'll make a house call. Glad to have you on the show today.
2: Thank you very much. Glad to be here in beautiful, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: Well, I tell you, you get around. I mean, we're going to have to get one of those where's Waldo maps out there. The last time we talked to you, you were in Chicago, and then you went to Utah, up on the 24th floor in Utah. Now you're out here in Vegas. What's up with that, man?
2: I don't know. I just like traveling, and I have the freedom to pretty much do whatever I want whenever I want. So I figure I should take advantage of that, right?
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, Vegas is a little warm right now, but we're actually going to start cooling off here, so you came at a great time, and always glad to have you scampering around the studio. And... uh always given us some great information as well too. Now last week um uh, we talked a little bit about uh I want to just recap for the people that have just joined us on the show now. We talked we reviewed some third party email providers and we talked about some of the out of the box uh opportunities and decided there were some other options. Again, just a quick recap of that, Adam.
2: Well, we had uh we talked about how the list providers are great for smaller mailing if you're going to do a few thousand records they're fantastic if you're going to generate your own lists they're fantastic to start with if you're going to do um, you know high volume email deployment then you probably want to stick to something a little bit more uh, a little bit more sturdy something with uh, more robust feature packages that are designed for email marketers
1: we're good and today we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about um, about lists and, and list management, and I think that when you sort of get into those topics, there it really is the type of thing where you, you really can't assume that you know what you're talking about. You really need to take the time to, to understand, what, you know, not only what it is that, that you're talking about, but actually, you know, how to uh, uh, how how to use those as well too. I got a few balls in the air here, so I'm just kind of pushing some paper around. So give me just a moment here to. To get over to where I needed to be, and then we will uh, have no have no idea what we're doing here, guys. So hey, I apologize for that. So um,
2: this is what happens when you uh, drink while you're doing the inbox radio show, guys. John you for you.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, we know on we know on my side what we're going through here, but that's just part that's just part of what we do. So anyway, so Adam, again, you're out in Las Vegas. What do you plan to do while you're out here in Las Vegas?
2: Um, I'm just hanging out at the XY7 office, getting some work done. We're working on some new campaigns, and uh, we uh, we just got a few more, more, I just got a few more of my uh, IPs whitelisted, yay, and so uh, we're going to start uh, delivering into those this week, and I'm excited about that. We should see some fantastic revenues from it, and uh, I, have my, I have my beautiful girlfriend out here with me, and we're just uh, hanging out and having a good time, and uh, I think we're going to head to L.A. for the weekend. That sounds fun. Uh, Last week you put up on the Inbox Radio site
1: uh, The Idiot's Guide to Making Creatives. Let's cover that real briefly before we move into our show today.
2: Yeah, no problem. You know, uniqueness is, is a very important thing when it comes to email marketing. What you're going to run into is a filter called the Byzantine Filter and it compares your emails with other people's emails and uh, if they match or have very similar content, they're just going to get uh, bulk boxed. And So it's very important to keep unique content in all your email marketing messages. Now, if you're using uh, an affiliate network who provides you with your creatives, you can use their creatives. What you can do is reslice the images and remake the HTML. So effectively you're sending the exact same message, but it's it's as far as the computer is concerned a, a, a unique uh, a unique delivered message and so all you got to do is uh, on any computer that's got Windows on it open up Windows Paint uh, press print screen paste in your screen there with the uh, the affiliate networks ad up on it somewhere cut out the ad cut it into a couple pieces I usually recommend three or four not one just large image it seems to work better on all of our delivery. And, uh, you know, recreate an HTML table and, and throw it into your mail. Now, it's also very important to host your own images when using an affiliate network's uh, creatives because sometimes uh, marketers who are newer don't mask links properly, and the next thing you know, those images that you use from the affiliate network are, uh, are filtered. So you accidentally cause yourself to get into a bulk box. You might also accidentally cause yourself to get into a, a rolling black hole list or gray listed with an ISP, uh, or just uh, just cause most of your emails to get deferred. So always host your own images. Host them on. Uh, we always host ours on separate servers than we're mailing from. Um, so it, you know it's uh, we have bandwidth control there. Our outgoing mail isn't calling, causing slow load times on those images, and we always create our own unique images when mailing with. Uh, with affiliate networks, just like I described, it's very simple. It takes two or three minutes to cut them up and reposition them in your HTML creatives. And uh, next thing you know, you have a very fresh, unique email with the same creative that the other guy's using, but you're going to see higher delivery rates.
1: Oh, great. All right. Well, hey, again, like we said, you can uh, you can go to Inboxed Radio. That's i n b o x e d radio dot com, and um, uh, and you can go to the, go to the website and you can listen to that show. It's a complete one hour show where we talked about that and of course the setup for uh, for today's show as well. Um, let's see, this is really, really actually kind of great. I, I've got I am going on here, i got text, I've got email going on, i got the studio uh, coming in, and then we've got our live stuff going on here. This is really the, the true test of real multimedia here, and that's what's so exciting, uh, Doctor, about being in this industry right now, is we have so many aids and so many things to help us to put on programs and do shows, and I think that the one thing about it is that you, you have to understand you can be successful in this business, but you don't have to do it all by your There's a lot of unique help that's out there in the industry, and we're going to encourage people and introduce people to some of that help. And one of the things we're going to talk today is about list management. And coming up a little bit later on the show, we're going to have Justin Milgram with Griffith Park Media. He's actually down in the trenches, he's actually doing it, so he's going to give us some great information. So that'll be coming up a little bit later on in the show as well. But Adam, talking about the tools that we have available to us, it really is remarkable that if anybody wants to get into this business, they really can and be up to speed by just simply uh, uh, grabbing a couple books from the library, talking to people like us. What was it like when you first started, Adam?
2: Wow. That was a long time ago, John. Uh, I remember it all started in a, a very cold Michigan basement that belonged to my mother. So... Uh, as a young teenager, I started getting into affiliate marketing, and uh, I had no guidance whatsoever. I just uh, I had one little website that I was running, and I threw a CPA ad up there uh, just to give it a test. And 15 minutes later, I converted my first lead, and uh, I realized uh, the concept just hit me like a like a semi-truck. And I was like, oh, my God, wow this makes sense, you know, provide people with the leads they want, only get paid when you perform, so it uh, puts us into a very competitive market, but, you know, competition helps helps weed out uh, all the trash and, and the, the people who put the time in and, and really work it, you know, have, have the ability to thrive, and, and uh, you know, I had an amazing first month as an affiliate marketer. Uh, uh, the results are not typical. Results will vary, um, but, uh, you know, I had a, a five-figure month my first month as an Affiliate marketer, and um, the the opportunity is still there for anyone to get into it. I see new people come in and explode all the time. Um, You know, I have friends in the industry who are 16, 17 years old and are doing very well. I also have friends in the industry who are in their 60s and doing very well. So there really are no limitations whatsoever. You can start with no money. I started in the affiliate marketing industry with. uh, with my initial investment was maybe $5 for a shared hosting package on that website we talked about. And uh, I just went from there. When it comes to mailing, there's uh, a lot more nuances involved, and I I really think that it would not be to anyone's benefit to uh, not to, excuse me, it would be in everybody's benefit to reach out to uh, all the people available to them to get the help that they need. I mean, uh, there are lots of accessible CEOs out there. There's tons of trade shows and conventions where there are mailers running around and lots of people running around who are more than happy to, to talk to people and help them out. I mean, I help out new people all the time. You know, if someone's going to come into the industry and uh, and and really put the time and work and learn, that's the type of person I want to help because, you know, we're, we're going to create a relationship and a rapport and, and be able to help each other out in the future. And so, you know, lots of people don't like to share their secrets, but uh, there are quite a few out there who are willing to help, and uh, they're usually rewarded by a great relationship from it. So, um, you know, you just have to reach out there and put yourself into the space. Uh, to get your to get your game moving,
1: absolutely. Well, obviously, the doctor has an operating room nurse around him at all times, an anesthesiologist there at all times, and someone to keep all of his tools <laughs> handy. And that's what it's like in the ER, and uh, and uh, definitely keeping it clean. I talked a little bit about. Bennett Kelly, who uh, checks in from time to time, you're going to want to go to Bennett's site, InternetLawCenter.net. Uh, Bennett was going to be on the show for us today, but for those of you that uh, that were particularly on this call today, that were looking for Bennett and uh, what he was going to talk about as, uh, as it relates to our topics today, uh you might want to make sure that you get uh signed up for his newsletter and that's the Monday memo which was recognized in 2008 as one of the top internet law resources and it also won a award from the from the LA Press Club so you can uh, look into those archived issues, issues as well but the internet law center um, has been well dedicated to helping businesses navigate the evolving legal standards really for most of uh today's digital economy. But uh, you know, the and the other thing that's really so great it they contribute to the development of the policies of tomorrow. So at any particular time, this freedom that we have, this freedom of, of being able to email and uh be able to to make money out there can be taken away. And you've got guys like Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center that are actually lobbying back in Washington to make sure uh, that they include startups as well as public companies and and they'll work with people both online and offline all across North America. So we apologize for for Bennett uh, Kelly from the Internet Law Center not being able to be here, but uh, if you'll just go to the InternetLawCenter.net, you can see what I'm talking about. You can also sign up for his newsletter as well and uh, I think it really kind of rolls over uh, into what we're talking about now is uh, is this is one way that Bennett builds his list and probably a good guy to keep uh, to look after because there there's certainly some rights and wrongs of uh, of list building and list management uh, and doctor uh, I want to kind of lead into that a little bit right now is there any place that you can really go to learn the rights and, and the, the, the do's and the don'ts and, uh, and what what list management company do you get involved with? How do you figure that
2: out? I mean, there's just so many answers to that question. But let's, let's start at the beginning. Uh, you know, for an email marketer who has no idea how to get involved with list management and managing other people's data or even their own data, the first thing I would recommend doing is familiarizing yourself with the laws. The last thing you want to do is start email marketing and whoops, Next thing you know, you have uh, FTC issues or an attorney general breathing down your neck. It's the last thing you want. So all of the laws about email marketing are public and on the Internet. Um, go to Google, search for them. If you can't find them, find another profession. They're right there for you, and you really need to know exactly which is legal, what is not legal, and why. So while you're, you're mailing and you're managing other people's lists, uh, you can keep them protected by following the law. And that's really important, especially if you're managing somebody else's uh, you You really need to make sure you're up on compliance because not only is it your reputation on the line, you are representing somebody else's brand. And if you screw that up, and you don't follow the rules, and you don't put the time in and pay attention, you can really hurt somebody else's business while you're learning yourself. So make sure you're not turning somebody else's, uh, you know, good name into your learning curve. That's absolutely unacceptable. And so once you learn the laws, the next step would be to find a list to manage or, you know, purchase your own list or even better, create your own list. I'll tell you right now that you probably will never be able to buy a list that's as good as one that you can create yourself. Now, it's a lot more legwork to create one yourself, and it's a lot more legwork to find someone else's list to manage than it is to just purchase one, but in the long run, you're going to be able to make a lot more money because the quality of data on those lists is far better. Now, for someone new who's looking for a list to manage, somebody else's list who's generated it, um, what you can do is you can go seek those people out at trade shows. I, I have spent plenty of time on trade show floors going booth to booth with uh, you know finding new advertisers or newer networks who have access to their, their advertisers' exclusive data and then cutting exclusive rev share deals with them. That's a fantastic way to do it. And sometimes all you have to do is ask to get what you want. And taking that first step and asking is usually the, the hardest part. And so I just naturally happen to be good at making friends with people. And and if you are, that gives you an advantage. Go to a trade show, make lots of friends with people, and and just ask them, hey, what are you guys doing with your data? Do you have any, any rev share deals going on right now? Do you offer data to your affiliates to rev share on? And lots of times you'll find out that the answers to those questions are yes, and, and absolutely, how can you help us grow our business? So when you're offered that, you know, the next step is to sign a, a rev share agreement. Make sure all your agreements are in writing. Don't do it from the hip. Don't consider an email transaction uh, be between you and that network, a, a contract. Literally write out the terms of the agreement that you guys want to do and, uh, and, and make sure that both parties sign it and understand. A lot of rev shares are based, uh, based on a percentage of gross revenue. And uh, that's really important that you you make sure that you're happy and they're happy. Your costs are covered, and there's still room to make profit in there. And uh, those relationships are great because if you can deliver to those lists, they're going to be a lot better than any co-registration list you're able to purchase. Now, if you're going to pur- if you're going to generate your own lists, they're just thousands of ways to do it. I'll give you a few tips here. If you have any other questions about that, feel free to hit me up at adam at inboxedradio.com. I'd be more than happy to to help you grow your your list building. But, uh, you know, if you're already running search traffic, social traffic, or any type of, of PPC, uh, and you're using your own landing pages, add an email capture to that landing page and then tie that email capture to an AWeber or a list manager or something like that, and then start mailing that way. That's a really great, great way to to do it. You may only generate a few hundred or a few thousand records, but as you can see from the results of my generated dating list, uh, you know that you can still make a lot of money mailing to a small number of people.
1: All right. The doctor performed a little plastic surgery on today's show. Speaking of which, when we come back, we're going to go to an expert, Justin Milgram with Griffith Park Media. We're going to talk directly with the guys down the trenches about... About lists and list management, and what you can do to make sure that you are working with the best in the industry, and how you can develop your list to make it work for you. This has been the first segment of Inbox Radio. You can go to inboxradio.com. You can get involved with the show. We'll be right back right after these short messages. Stick around. Don't go
0: anywhere. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inbox will return after this. XY7 affiliate mark. Are you an affiliate? If yes, they'll pay me. No ifs, ands or maybe get paid daily, make a mad dash. Time to as a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the check It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money. Company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website twenty-four-seven, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it, so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at one thousand dollars a month. See more at futurenowinc.com/slash-on-target. Did you know 99designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet? Did you know 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you? Did you know 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, webpage design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate
3: Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm
1: all right uh coming
0: at you live from our studios in las vegas
1: uh via the studio of webmaster radio this is the big fabu uh john Fondi. glad to be back on track here glad to be back on the show here august 5th and uh, again if you're just joining join in this you can always go to inbox that's i-n-b-o-x-e-d radio.com after all where else would you send it and you can see show archives, but more than that, you can get involved in our chat room and ask questions. And of those questions, we'll try to answer those on the air. Uh, the Quick Father, uh, Kevin Vincenzi, is actually in the back of a limousine right now, and he'll be checking in with a little bit, so it just kind of goes to show. As we talked about earlier with technology, we're able to do this show all over the United States, all over the world with uh, different pieces of technology. We're able to bring this to you, and that's kind of what uh, what we're excited about. And this particular show, we're, we're really going to, uh, uh, kind of hone in on lists and list management. We talked about how to create that list and what to do in terms of when you create that list and how to use it. What I'd like to do right now is I'd uh, like to bring in uh, a gentleman uh, who previously worked with the Bloomberg Financial Markets in New York City. He also was an energy trader in Dallas, Texas. And uh, he worked with Bloomberg in sales as a technical liaison. But his role developed into an expertise in mortgage-backed securities analysis and energy training. And uh, subsequently, he was trading as a natural gas analyst. But his responsibilities uh, kind of changed a little bit uh, as he advanced the regression models to forecast, supply, and demand, gas inventories, and commodity prices. Where is that going to take us? Well, I'll tell you in a second. He's also a graduate of Worcester with a major in political science. So I know this is going to be a great conversation. Conversation with us today uh, from Griffith Park Media is Justin Milgram. Justin, so great to have you on the show today.
3: Thank you very much, John. Can you hear me okay?
1: I need you to talk up just a little bit more, and, uh, and okay. then that way we'll all be able to... to to, uh, to hear what you're going to say. I'll tell you a little bit about Griffith Partners right, Media. Better. They provide services that include email delivery, database management software, content creation, list management, and they're also in the publishing field as well. They were founded in 2005, and their big goal or the big aim was creating email delivery software with the best geodemographic targeting and analysis capabilities. Again, uh, great to have you on the show. Um, Thank you John let, let's, let's talk about breaking things down and uh, into there's several different list management companies that are out there, but let's talk about the difference between some of the services and policies of some of these companies: Well, I think that's important. obviously, the first thing
3: that someone who provides a list to a list manager is going to be concerned about is raw revenue. Um, but I think it's very important to look beyond the short term implications of short term revenue, that is to say the check you get in the mail this coming month, and look at how the list manager, that is to say the person you gave the data to, is treating that data. Uh, A very important thing, is is that person using your data responsibly? Uh, I had the privilege of listening to some of Adam's comments previously, and he talked a little bit about, you know, you are sort of the face of a list, um, and the... uh, real challenge is, is finding a list management partner who's going to use your data appropriately and not burn out that data. Being able to uh, entrust the data, not only in terms of its usage, but perhaps also its security. Do you know that that data is secure? Uh, and security has a couple facets to it. Um, one, and I think this is very important for uh, folks who are considering lending out their list on a list management basis, is to look at the policies of your list manager in terms of reselling or sort of remanaging that data. Um, you can uh, get into some real pitfalls when you give your data to someone, and then in the effort to maximize your revenue, they keep farming it out around the industry. It's, it will mean hopefully some more revenue, but it's going to mean uh, a lack of transparency, a lack of fiscal accountability, and also what it's going to do to the responsiveness of your data is it's going to reduce its effectiveness and also really increase the uh, likelihood of complaints coming in, et cetera. So I think those who are interested in having their data uh, available to managers it's best to really make sure that that data will stay in-house. And if it's not going to stay in-house, make sure you understand what might happen to it because you're sort of taking uh, the genie out of the bottle once that data starts bouncing around the industry.
1: Well, great. For those of you that have Um, just joined us, uh, we are talking with Justin Milgram of Griffith Park Media. Hey, I've actually played that golf course uh, up at the top of Griffith Park as well, too, so... I know you're. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know it's a lovely well. part
3: of LA, and anyone who's in LA, I recommend they check out the Griffith Park Observatory. It's a nice view.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's great that that whole area up there as well. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what are some of the unique technologies that uh, that list management, list management companies have, and what what, uh, what people should should ask for when they're when they're contacting uh, or trying to work with a list management company.
3: Well, I I think that's another important question.
1: And um, when you put
3: yourself in the position of someone who's aggregating data that you've worked hard to collect, there's not only the question of how that person's going to implement the data, but in what technological environment. Um, When you transfer that data to someone, that is an actual process. Can the recipient accept a live data feed? Can the recipient... uh, accept and disseminate effectively more than just an email address and basic compliance information. That's very important. And the reason why I bring up these issues is that there are a lot of list management uh, companies out there who use multiple email technologies to deploy mail to your recipients that you've provided them. Um, And in doing so, it raises the bar, sometimes exponentially, exponentially in terms of the effort and data processes required to get the data from your site out through all their different technologies and then in, form, in the form of an email that's delivered to the intended recipient. Um, so actually being able to determine what, how can a list management uh, provider accept the data, can they accept live feeds, can they accept full demographic data, which we believe is very important can they do that efficiently? Because if they're using a whole bunch of technologies, it means they could be doing very complex uploads on a whole bunch of different servers, sometimes in completely different or through the use of completely different technical interfaces. So those, when you pull back the technical curtain in email marketing, these are some of the things that you're going to want to consider when giving your precious data to a list management partner.
1: Let's talk about some of the things that Griffith Park Media basically does in terms of list management. Some unique opportunities that people might find when they when they do business with you, uh, Justin.
0: Well,
3: I, you know, I, at the risk of of plugging our technology, I think that we do we have an approach to email marketing that is very effective for list management. First of all, we only use our own proprietary uh, software, but the benefits of it are applicable across the industry. Um, It is the ability to accept live data feeds. It is the ability to accept full demographic information. As someone who's providing uh, extensive data and wants to see good performance out of it, I believe that the purveyors of lists should be able to expect and get better performance. And the way that this is increasingly going to happen is making sure that the right message is going to the right person. Um, And that is, uh, it's a fundamental aspect of any advertising effort. Uh, But in email marketing, we're still very much, we we sort of have the the mindset of mail as much as you can, as fast as you can, get the delivery and hope for the best. That isn't very sustainable and it doesn't necessarily mean that the data that you worked hard to collect will be used properly. We really believe in demographics, so one of the things that we can do for our list management partners is we can actually take your data, enrich it demographically, that is to say on a per-recipient basis, look at where they live, look at the characteristics of that person, either through our proprietary database or through very strong established sources like, for example, the U.S. Census. And with that information, we can actually provide to our list management partners very comprehensive demographic profiles of their data. So if, for example, you've been collecting dating data, um, you know, wouldn't it be nice to know the age distributions of your data? Wouldn't it be nice to know your uh, what metro areas, for example, your data tends to come from? Uh, or, for example, other important census information. What's the median income of where your people tend to live? And how does that even compare to the the census in general, or perhaps a profile of all dating openers and dating clickers. Um, In our environment, we can provide that, uh, but in general, I think that uh, those who are working hard to put together lists, any insight they can get in terms of their demographic profiles that they're collecting from one or multiple lists will help them better understand how to market to um, the different lists that they're collecting, and also what really is, The average person that's coming to your site, uh, I think that that is a very important thing. I think we're moving away from the days where we say, oh, I have a dating list, therefore I only send dating offers to it. Well, if you're able to effectively capture the demographic profile of that and see how it might be applicable to other verticals or other retail goods and services, it's going to open up a lot more opportunities to your list management partners, but I think also to someone who has... Uh, an active environment where you're collecting data and you're trying to monetize it effectively. Um, so in, in, in terms of broad applications, we have those demographic capabilities, but we also provide a high level of accountability and transparency. For our list management partners, they have a real-time login where they are able to see the from lines, the subject lines, the revenue on a per creative basis, uh, and including other important statistics, including delivered, opens, clicks, even feedback loop complaints. So you get some idea of how we're doing with your data, and you can actually see everything that's being done with your data. And in terms of transparency and accountability, we really feel like that is on the cutting edge. Um, but candidly, I think that list management uh, providers, those who are putting in the hard work to get that data, they expect that
1: level of transparency, and they deserve it. Well, great. Um, when we come back uh, after our next break, we're going to talk about some do's and some don'ts. But right now, we have the pleasure of talking with Justin Milgram of Griffith Park Media. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the differences uh, between uh, list management partners that are, that are out there in the marketplace. And you're a smart guy; you got a great background out there. But a lot of people maybe won't have that luxury. So, uh, what, what 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 sets a good list management company apart from an let's say an average list management company? Sure. I I think that
3: there are a couple things that um, help. One is uh, candor and honesty. I don't really think that the person who's providing the data nor the person who is managing the data really gets anywhere by taking a big clunky list of co-reg data. Um, I think that there is often uh, a uh, a tendency for us to get enamored with a large list size. There's often a a converse relationship between uh, quality and quantity. Um, So if if you're bringing data to someone with the hope of them monetizing it, bringing them a bunch of data is often a red flag. Smaller tends to indicate higher quality. And conversely, for those who are interested in managing other folks' data, I, I would say uh, that really big list size is, is a red flag. Also, some other red flags would be uh, data that's accompanied by relatively little or no demographic information. If you just have the basic email address and opt-in information, that may be fine from a compliance perspective, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's of high quality. Uh, once you start mailing the data, again, some candor in communication, if you're mailing the data, And it is hard bouncing at a high rate. That is to say that a high percentage of the individuals in that list aren't really real email addresses. It's a red flag, and you probably shouldn't be mailing the data, and you probably should be talking to your list management partner, the person who's provided it to you, and having an honest discussion about what they can expect in terms of your willingness to mail that data and really what they can expect in terms of the success of the data. List management, the idea is that people who are good at collecting high quality data pair up together with people who are good at delivering high quality data. The idea of bouncing around really large lists that aren't gonna perform well, it's not really in anyone's interest.
1: Well I think uh we we have uh, also on the line with us uh Dr. Delivery Adam Young and Adam we've talked uh, about that before about uh you know the the it's the the quality of a list is is much greater than the quantity and you talked about building that list uh, and as you're building that list it's is equally important for the list builder to build a quality list if he's going to have the list manager perform for him do you agree with that
2: No absolutely I mean most everything uh most everything that's been discussed on the show thus far is uh you know it's good to hear it come out of somebody else's mouth of course you know uh, i bring a little bit more street edge to it from detroit you know and a little bit more crass but uh you know the core of the content is exactly the same and uh and uh, you know y- you guys out there who are just trying to find big lists and to hammer them—it's—it's it's not going to work. It's not—it's not, it's not going to get you your Bentley. It's not going to get you to your ultimate goal. Uh, you know, slow and steady wins the race, and, and quality over quantity any day of the week. I'd much rather deploy you know five hundred thousand to a million quality inboxed emails from targeted, segmented, demographic lists every day than I would you know attempting to uh, blow through a you know hundred million Co-Reg records.
1: Well, I think too, uh, you know, when you when when a data or a data provider comes to a list manager, there really has to be. Wouldn't you agree, guys? A relationship is built there because um, if if that list isn't a quality list, then nobody's going to make any money. What's what's your take on that, Justin?
3: Well, I, I really uh, would like to echo Adam's sentiments in terms of smaller being better, and then appropriate targeting and, and the demographic implications and requirements for that. But absolutely, to to, to your specific question, um, if if you're working in an environment where you've got uh, a bunch of data aggregators with really big lists running around with this data, trying to monetize it quickly, I I don't really see a lot of longevity in the relationship there. Because what's going to happen is that the mailer is going to get burnt. They're not going to generate good revenue. Uh, they're going to try to do well for you, but they're not going to get the revenue, and they're going to get hurt in terms of their ISP reputations. And I think another reputation that gets hurt is the person who's providing that data. Um, it's not very difficult to find the low-quality, bulky stuff. Uh, it, it just it just really isn't. And uh, And to then throw into that, into the mix... The expectation of a, a blossoming business relationship, I, I, I think, is is foolhardy. Um, you know, you're, you're only offering someone headaches when you bring them these really big lists that you really don't know much about, and you're just sort of hoping to pass the hot potato on to someone else and make some money from it. I, I think it's a bad thing for the industry, and I don't think either side really benefits. It's... Uh, it's a short-term bang for the buck, and candidly, probably not that many bucks are going to come out of it. So, again, like what Adam said, it's 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 a short, bumpy, bad road to go down. It's 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 not worth anyone's time or effort.
1: Adam, any closing thoughts here uh, while we have Justin here on the phone?
2: No, I think Justin's uh, outline in detail. Uh, just the the core principles of of list management, and um, if you guys out there have have lists that are clean and quality, I would suggest giving him a call. He's obviously on his game, and he, he's uh, he's he's I'm sure working very closely with his customers to to make sure they're they're monetizing each record to its maximum potential, and that's the ultimate goal.
1: Well, great, as you Um, can uh, tell, we promise you from time to time that we'll bring uh, professionals actually either into our studio in Las Vegas or we'll have them in the studio at Webmaster Radio so that it's not just the information that's coming from the Click Father or just the information that's coming from the doctor or myself, but it's actually information that actually is coming from people that are out there working in the industry. And hopefully it'll be a nice handshake to, to people that are out there in the industry, and they're looking for someone to uh, to uh, assist them uh, with uh, to to make their job easier. Some of the tools that we said, as I said before, I've got. You know, I've got five screens up here. I've got, uh, I've got four IMs. I've got a computer going, and I've got a uh, text uh, on my phone here going. All in conjunction with this show, and uh, and I tell you, we couldn't do it without with all without the help of of the individuals. And Justin, I want to thank you so much uh, for uh, for being uh, being with us here as well too. Uh, any closing thoughts that you'd like to have in the in the sort of we'll call it the generic uh, list management topic.
3: Um, I, I just think in closing, um, I, I think that you should be uh, long-sighted in terms of your business practices on both sides, the creator of the data and the mailer of the data, and think about how you monetize the data. Mon- a proper monetization of data, I believe, is through uh, judicious mailing. That is to say, finding the right target for the right person. And and at Griffith Park Media, we do it through pretty complex demographic targeting and analysis. But at the end of the day, lower volume, also good communication. If you are collecting data as a list manager, that is to say you're the one who's getting the data and you're giving it to the mailer, make sure you can communicate with the mailer how you're getting this data, where it's coming from, because it's going to help your mailer be more successful if the data is coming from a dating site or a car insurance site. It's really in everyone's best interest for the, for the mailer to know it because they're going to be able to monetize it more successfully rather than them burning it out on peripheral or unrelated offers that to, uh, to an uninformed mailer might have a better potential CPM or something like that. And, again, it's not so important that the technical terms like eCPMs, etc., be embraced, but it's communication, and I think it's smart mailing and good business practices. I think that's a really
1: good way to to sort of sum it up. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking with Justin Milgram of Griffith Park Media. Justin, go ahead and give out some contact information. Somebody has some questions, how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. Um, You can
3: find out more information about us on the web. Uh, Our web address is www.griffithparkmedia.com. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H. Our phone number is 323-660-0085. For those who have been listening, uh, I certainly appreciate the time. And I really want to thank XY7 and John for having me here at the
1: studio. Uh, It's been a real pleasure, and hopefully I'll have the opportunity to come back. Hey, thank you again so much. We appreciate you taking the time to come into our lavish Las Vegas studios and hang out with us as well. We're going to take another short break. When we come back, the doctor is going to put on his scrubs, and we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of email list management and give you some tips, some do's and some don'ts, so you're not going to want to miss that segment when the doctor scrubs it up right here on InboxRadio.com. We'll be right back. Stay with us, won't you?
0: Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this
1: The Elite Publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone, as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000.
0: Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. Revenuewire.com, that's how. Revenuewire? Yeah. RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Fire.com. Hey,
3: affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: You're back with the Godfathers of Mass distribution on Inbox. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You guys want a shot?
1: Oh, yeah. We're talking Viva, Viva, Viva Las Vegas. That's where we're broadcasting live from here in this edition of InboxToRadio.com. I am your host, the big Fabu John Fondi. And uh, with me also uh, in the studio today, and we're glad to have him here. He's kind of been the Waldo of travels here over the last few shows. He's been in a different city for every show that we've done, and that's a great record to have. Is the doctor making a house call? Thanks so much for being here, putting out the fire and keeping people safe here in the ER. Nice to have you with us, doctor.
2: Always a pleasure, John.
1: Hey, I just want to remind everybody. Of course, we've got uh, Affiliate Summit that's coming up here uh, at uh, basically the beginning of next week, and I couldn't help but notice that there are over seventeen different parties that are going to take place. And Adam, this is one industry where we actually get a lot of work done at a party. It's not just a social avenue and stuff. And uh, and I and I encourage people, as you mentioned before. Uh, get to these conventions, make friends, go and hang out with some people and find out the the, the the people that you've got a little bit of interaction with and get them to help you. And, of course, the Affiliate Summit is uh, a great place uh, to do that.
2: Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun, John, and I would recommend to anybody to, to go to the parties and hang out. You know, uh, of course, it's a party. Everyone loves a party, but... Uh, Lots of prominent people in the industry usually go to the parties, lots of CEOs, lots of uh, you know, really, really large uh, affiliates. And it's a great way to just bump into people and uh, make new friends. And when you make friends, uh, friends like to work with friends. So hopefully you can make some new biz- business connections at the same time. I've met uh, lots of great people that I'm friends with and do business with today at uh, show parties. And uh, I would recommend to anybody, if you're even going to be in that town, go to the parties if you can't make it to the show because uh, that's just, uh, just as good for making business connections
1: but one of the things is that uh <laughs> xy7 is is noted for you know having booth extravaganzas and all kinds of superb giveaways like uh you know, Porsches and Lamborghinis and and contests and things that we do at the show, we're not going to actually have a booth at this affiliate summit in New York, but we are going to be back there. And I encourage anyone that would like to meet with us, uh, we do have uh, some actual meeting times that are available. Just go ahead and drop an email to me at john at xy7.com. That's J-O-N. There's no H in it. It's J-O-N at xy7.com or, uh, or you can hit me up also. Um, at Inboxed Radio, and uh, we'll sit down and spend some quality time together, and, uh, and see if we can uh, continue to not only uh, improve on the relationship we have, but also uh, even create some new relationships. I've got six brand new relationships that I'm going to be creating while I'm in New York, and I'm really looking forward to doing that. So, if you're listening to the show and uh, you're looking to, to get involved, uh, then uh, then go ahead and send me an email. I'll be happy to get back to you, and we will uh, and we will spend some time together. Okay, let's talk a little bit now about the good, the bad, and the ugly of uh, list management and talk about some do's and we'll talk about some don'ts here. And we'll go ahead and kind of start. You know, relatively small. Maybe some of this is information that those of you uh, are listening know about. I encourage you, if you are listening to the show for the first time on Webmaster Radio, to join us on Inbox dot com. That's I N B O X E D Radio dot com. We've got a chat room there, and we'll actually take those questions in that chat room and answer those questions on the air. And. Um, so go ahead, and we'll start here with number, number one of, of, of the good on this, okay? First of all, make it easy for people to find a place to sign up, okay? And it may be sign up for whatever it may be, uh, you know, your gift, your newsletter, whatever the case may be. But if you put them through several uh, erroneous steps and stuff, uh, doctor, there's a good chance that you could lose them before you even have a chance of getting them.
2: Exactly. You know, people don't just sign up for lists anymore. People know better. And so as bad as that sounds, you know, someone goes to your site, if they don't have a reason to sign up for your newsletter, they're not going to sign up for it. So give someone a very quick one or two sentence reason why they should sign up for your newsletter and what you're going to provide for them and make sure that that information as well as the sign up box is even right there on the landing page and it's above the fold. So if you really want to see good uh good conversions on your own email list you need to make sure that the form is above the fold on on your uh on your page because if they're there looking for other information they may not see it otherwise and so uh so that's that's you know definitely the way to do it.
1: Okay, and of course, everybody loves something free, but they don't like stupid stuff anymore, so if you 've got something that you're going to going to offer them sometimes you want to be able to start that relationship, in other words, you want to get them through the door of your store if you will so so you can you can they can see what kind of quality merchandise you have so what's your take on on free stuff Adam
2: I love free stuff, Jen
1: yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be you know <laughs> steak dinners and and you know and expensive cigars and stuff like that, but just something to kind of nudge somebody over the edge and and, uh, let them know that that you appreciate their time as well. Um, the third one is build a gradual relationship. I mean, it's just like any any time you meet somebody at a party or you meet them at a at a networking event, you're not going to just jump right in and, and, and immediately have these guys write a check for $375,000 for the house you're trying to sell. It's building that relationship. And, and sometimes the better relationships are the ones that take longer to build on that because, Adam, uh, just like the quality of your surgery, you want to have quality in that relationship.
2: Exactly. It's like getting married, John. If you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody, it doesn't matter if the courting process takes an extra 2 weeks or 2 months or 2 years because you're making you're making that commitment for a long-term relationship. And so, building a gradual relationship is definitely the way to go. You don't want to, you know, take your clothes off before you introduce introduce yourself to somebody at the bar. It just doesn't work. Trust me, I've tried, you know. You're not going to get anywhere. So, I was just
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and that's that's funny, actually, right?
2: That's true story. And I'm but uh, I was just well. sending them, you know, a welcome, thank you email and then you're not gonna wanna start sending that guy daily emails right off the bat. You're gonna you're gonna wanna move into the relationship slowly and build up some uh some demographic information on what that person's interested in.
1: Sure. Yeah, one of our first shows you talked about. You know, do a bunch of things, do them differently, track what's happening, and the things that work, keep doing the things that don't work, stop doing that. So acquisition sources are important.
2: Absolutely, acquisition sources are very important. And you know what? You should always segregate your acquisition sources so you know where they're coming from. If you're using Google Search and you're building your lists off Google Search, and uh, you know you're running a campaign that's financial, you want to keep those lists separate from the people you're doing on Google Search that are, you know, looking for new shoes. You know what I mean? You need to really segment down the different categories of your list to make sure you can deliver them the, the information that's going to be most relevant to what they're interested in. And you'd be surprised how much more powerful it is, powerful it is delivering information that people are interested in instead of, you know, uh, get get paid $300 to put some links on Google.
1: Sure. And it's like any type of uh, of dating. Hey, you know, you may go out on a couple of dates, but if the next time you call, that person says, no, you know, this is something I really don't think I'm interested, you know, honor that request. And if somebody wants out, you know, let them out. Don't make it difficult uh, to to leave because there's a chance that if you treat them with professionalism, Adam, they may very well come back because you don't know the reason why they would be opting out of, of your emails.
2: Exactly. You know, nobody likes the stalker, John.
1: Ha, 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 Okay, that is absolutely absolutely true. And and if you treated that person with with professional attitude, uh, they may they may need or want your service later on down the aisle. Okay, let's talk about some donts now. These are some absolute killers and stuff like that. And I'm telling you one thing right now that uh, that with so many different opportunities here now, you know, stay out of the pop up game. I mean, you know, this in this particular case, it's just like do you want it? 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 Do you want, it, do you want it? It's just like all of a sudden that's going to piss people off even more than that. So. So there are there are proper places to, to attract
2: that traffic, Adam. Exactly. And so you, you don't want to do pop-ups. You don't want to do things that are intrusive to users. You want them to sign up for your list because they want to, not because you suckered them into it. If you have somebody that doesn't actually want your emails, getting your emails, guess what, John? They're not going to sign up for anything. They're not going to monetize or produce any revenue for you. Okay? It's like... Uh, you know, uh, tr- trying to take a bunch of dead people uh, to a party, you know? They're not getting up. They're not coming with you. All right? It's just over. So you might as well only attract the users that are truly interested in what you have to offer because those are the people that are going to be willing to sign up for an offer or pull out their credit card or, or really turn into something of value for you, you you in the future.
1: I'm assuming you've done the dead guy thing once or twice before?
2: John, I've done a lot of freaky, crazy shit. <laughs>
1: the doctor, I'll tell you, you definitely want to go under anesthesiology when you see him. Um, also, make that sign up, <laughs> make the sign up process easy. If it's long and you're asking crap after crap after crap, pretty good chance, Adam, you're going to lose them, won't you?
2: Yeah, exactly. They're going to drop right off. Make make somebody's life easy, especially when you want something from them. So, I mean, it's obvious you want something from them. They know it, you know it. So, you might as well make the process easy on them
1: absolutely and of course the easier that you make it then of course you're going to make that relationship um a lot you know a lot more simpler and um and, uh, also, I'm kind of typing here as we're, as we're doing this here because we're nearing the end of the show. But, um uh, you know, the thing is, is, is make, make it easy. We're all about time. Just, we all want to multitask. We want to get stuff, stuff taken care of as quick as we possibly can. And the other thing is, you know, you know, make it, you know, put some, put some content in there as well. You know, put some content in there that's going to make them want to stay involved with you. And, uh, also, because at, at the, uh, At that that particular moment, that's what it's all about. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, version of Inbox Radio. Where else would you want to send it? We'll be back at the same time now. That's 2 p.m. Pacific time on InboxRadio.com. I'm your host, the Big Faboo. We'll see you next week.